Hey, everybody. You know what today is? It is April 1st, and we are participating once again in Operation Switcheroo. So instead of a new episode of The Cinema Guys, you are getting an episode from Popaholics. They're a dad and daughter show that dish on pop culture over a drink. It's just a fun little discussion show. Hope you enjoy it. I want to thank Moxie over at Your Brain on Facts for setting up this little switcheroo. One of our episodes is playing over on Popaholics. And this week, you get a little taste of them over here at the Cinema Guys. We'll have a list to all of their social. You should follow them. Without further ado, enjoy this episode called And the Meaning of Life Is from Popaholics. I'm Steve Hall. I'm Kate Hall. This is a show where a dad and daughter dish on pop culture over a drink. Um, today we're going to be talking about some new things. <laughs> but first, Kate, the most important thing, yeah. what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, a Stone IPA, the iconic West Coast style IPA, and it's good. The, the, we talked about the label being upside down. Partially, part of it you can read, part of it you can't, which is like, that's kind of fun that they did that, but also kind of annoying. Because <laughs> I can't talk about it very you much. You can't drink about, talk about it. I, yeah. am, I am drinking um, Two-Hearted Ale uh, from um, Bell's in Michigan. Uh, if you've had this, it's uh, bursting with hop aromas, ranging from pine to grapefruit, and perfectly balanced with malt backbone. This beer is well-suited for adventures everywhere. <laughs> adventures everywhere. My favorite... Are we in Oberon season yet? I don't think we are. My favorite um, Bell's Brewery beer is Oberon. Bell's Oberon. And your sister liked Oberon yeah, for a while. Yeah, that's because that's... Well, is it not her favorite anymore? I don't, I don't know. know. We don't talk. We're not close like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Avery. Um, no, but it's always... But it's never like... It's... Is it even a technically a seasonal beer? It is a seasonal beer because they only have it available part of the part of the year. Part of the time, yeah. yeah. And so now I, it's the very end of February. I don't know when Oberon season starts, yeah. but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I should mention here that I was on a Zoom meeting with some friends the other day, and uh, a guy who listens to the the podcast goes, "Steve, first, the most important thing. What are you what drinking? Are you drinking? <laughs> That's good." <laughs> Catchphrase. Catchphrase. <laughs> All right, Kate. So we talked yeah. about that we were going to um, talk about some new pop culture we're consuming. Yeah. So what are you uh, reading, watching, listening to? So I don't have a lot, but um, last episode I talked about the book, Pira- I think it's Piranesi. We're going to go with that. Um, by Susanna Clark. And I was so confused and I felt really stupid because I couldn't figure out uh, what was happening at the beginning of the book and it was a fairly short read. So I, as I was thinking about this, I was like, I hope we didn't like scare anybody away because we were talking about Susanna Clark's previous book, right. uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, Norrell, which is like a lot. It's a lot of pages. This one's a quicker read. If you are intrigued, but then maybe we scared you off a little bit. I'm sorry. You can get through it. It's okay. Um, so 
I still don't really know how to talk about it, except for I did enjoy it. My pitch is um, going into the book, you should be maybe thinking about like, what is science? What is magic? Are they the same things? Like who decides, you know, who decides that? Um, Who is like the gatekeeper? And then also... um, what does madness look like? Like mm. insanity. Are you insane or are you like, did something else happen that's like real? But then all these other people are, you know, thinking that you're crazy. Um, and I should, like, I do, crazy is one of those terms where we overuse it. Right. Um, but it also, it's actually really triggering. So I'm going to work on like not, not saying that a lot. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, that um, that actually leads into something um, I just finished reading, yeah. which is um, Good Morning Midnight by Lily Brooks Dalton. Uh, this is her debut novel, and um, if you've seen uh, trailers for the George Clooney movie, The Midnight Sky, uh, that's what this is based on. And so the premise of this book is this uh, scientist named Augustine. Um, he's an aging scientist. He's made research the priority of his life, yeah. right? And he's been really a jerk to almost everybody, <laughs> colleagues, women, everybody. Yeah. And so he's at the Arctic. Now he's at the Arctic, and he's, he studies uh, space, stars, okay? So he's at the okay. Arctic, right? And uh, The Arctic? S- the Arctic. And something <laughs> cataclysmic is happening in the outside world, and so okay. everybody else leaves except for him. And he's... He's kind of, you know, decided that he's going to die there, okay? Okay. And um, he's, he's, you know, getting prepared sort of to do that. And all of a sudden, here's this uh, nine-year-old girl, eight-year-old girl, um, that he doesn't know where she came <laughs> from. You know, he doesn't know. Uh, and she doesn't really talk, okay. okay? And so then in his interactions with her... Um, he starts to think about his life and also what's meaningful in life. Right. Okay. Okay. So meanwhile, far above the earth (laughs) in space, um, there's a crew of astronauts coming back from a two year mission to Jupiter. Mm -hmm. And one of them is, um, Sully, who's, uh, her last name, Sullivan. Um, and, uh, they're coming along, of course, radio communications have stopped from earth. Mm -hmm. So they don't know. What's going on? Right. They fear something bad's happened. So then, of course, do they? What do they do? Right. Yeah. And so she's thinking about her life, right? Okay. And all the choices that she's made. Yeah. You know the sacrifices she's made to do this, make this her life's work. Right. Okay. And um, it's a really, really good novel. One of the best I've read in a long time. The writing is very vivid. I felt like I was in the Arctic. Uh, at this research station and also uh, aboard the spaceship coming towards Earth. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, a meditation on what is truly meaningful in life. Some critics have compared it to um, Emily St. John's book, Station Eleven, which is okay. a great, great book. Yeah. Um, I will say a lot of the book, uh, and I was thinking about this because I knew it had been turned into a Netflix movie, right? Right. A lot of the book is interior dialogue. So characters... Thinking right. rather than stuff, you know, acting on stuff. They're thinking about stuff that's already happened. And I was, I was, um, I was thinking, wow, this is not going to make Greek TV. Uh, but did you watch it? We have not gotten to watch it yet. Um, 
It's only gotten a 51% ranking oh. on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no. And uh, reviewers compare, complain about a feeling of self-importance, tries to be epic, but not enough character development to make you truly care. And I think the character development thing is... So much of it is would have to be flashbacks and right. You know, I think it would be really, really hard to make this this into a satisfying movie. Okay. See, well, because I'm glad you said that because I had like seen the trailer. I like who? Well, first of all, who doesn't it's like George Clooney? George Clooney and Felicity Jones. Yeah, like who doesn't? Those are two, you know, very talented people. Um, I saw the trailer, but. I didn't add it to my watch list. I was like, no, like, you know, I'll get to it. And also I have like a weird kind of phobia of, of outer space, which we don't need to go into very much, but it's a thing. And it's, it's like a thing that I've had since I was little. So I tend to avoid the exception being, uh, the series Firefly, which was on when I was in junior high, high school. Um, I try to avoid anything that's like, very, you're in this like <laughs> piece of metal out, you know, above above Earth. That doesn't sound great to me. Right. Anyways, um, so anyway, I, I, so yeah, I saw the trailer. Obviously, I was like, mm, I don't know, not vibing. But you really sold the book to me there, Dad. So yeah. I'm so good to, morning, midnight by Lily Brooks Dalton. Yeah. And uh, if you remember, uh, long ago in in the podcast, I talked about. Some of my phobias, which include um, alligators, yeah, uh, poisonous, are there, are there poisonous alligators and poisonous snakes? snakes, and falling out of an airplane. Did you notice not crashing in an airplane, falling, falling out, out of, of an, an airplane? airplane. <laughs> 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 it's a that's why it's a fear. It's a phobia. <laughs> so, so Kate, what yeah. else have you been consuming? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, Last week I talked about the Once in Future Witches. I finished that, loved it. And so then, of course, I was like, all right, well, what else has this person written that I can read? So I'm not done with it yet, but um, Alex Harrow, the author, has another book called The 10,000 Doors of January, um, which we'll call it, we'll call it magical realism. Um, It seems like it's, jumping around a little bit in um, times, like not past and like like very far away future, maybe. Uh, there's like parallel universes. There's, mm. um, there's a black um, primary character, like the central character, mm. which is, that's really nice for me to read. Yeah. Um, and especially because it's not like, um, she is going through some stuff. Otherwise there wouldn't be a book. You know what I mean? Like there has to be the problem that she's trying to solve. Um, but it's not like, it's not a book about slavery. It's not a book about, you know, um, any of that, which I feel like, I feel like really that's all that is, um, marketed towards a white audience or even like to all of us. Like if you think about it, um, the only, and I haven't seen it yet, the only movie with black lead characters uh, that is not set in like a fantasy world like Black Panther, um, that's set in like our time, that's, you know, a romantic drama or whatever is, excuse me, is um, Sylvie's Love, which just came out. Right. It's good. This year on um, Amazon Prime. 
And that like that's it. I can't think of anything else, which is sad. Well, there's, a, so. there's several <laughs> not black romance romance uh, things, but there's like uh, Judas and the Black Messiah that's coming. Yeah, out. but even you know stuff about that's uh, specifically <laughs> about the fight for equality. Okay, like you know, not that that's not important because it is, but um, similar to how I think a black person would not want to be. Like that to be the only stuff that they're reading because that's depressing. Yeah. Um, you want to read an escape where you know this girl can like she can create a doorway out of thin air and yeah. she can go into another world. Like that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I don't think I do. I'm expressing myself very well with that, but uh, that's the gist of what I was trying to get okay. at. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm not done with it yet. It's good. Ten thousand doors. Yeah. Ten thousand doors. Don't, Dad. Don't interrupt me. 10,000 Doors of January. <laughs> you know what? I think I've read that book, actually. It's Have you good. really? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm almost three quarters of the way through. So. Okay. Well, I'm don't gonna, spoil it, please. I won't. There are these <laughs> doors. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to go in a different direction. We, pre-pandemic, we started watching Catastrophe, mm-hmm. uh, which is a British sitcom. Uh, and somehow we got away from it. I'm not sure what happened there, the, the virus or something. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we just started rewatching it again and it's on Amazon prime. It's such a great, great show. Um, it was created and written by and stars Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney. And the premise is that in London on a business trip, uh, this businessman, uh, Rob gets an Irish woman, uh, pregnant, uh, during a week long hookup. Okay. okay, so then he chooses to do the right thing, okay, and uh, marry her, stay in London, right? right? And so they have this tumultuous relationship full of sarca- a lot of sarcasm to each other, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of really blatant sex talk, uh, and then a lot of sex. Um, this is, you know, a British sitcom. You can get away with this stuff. You wouldn't be able to get well, away with it. Well, it's because they're not, you know, they're not as... Uh Puritanical, puritan, right. pure, puritanical, puritanical. All the, pur- all the puritans came over here, so they, exactly. you know, they can do so whatever they, they, they want. Over here. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's uh, they deal with evil bosses, alcoholism, exercise trends, uh, weird friends, aging parents, uh, and then there's serious stuff like the loneliness of like after you have a baby, yeah, and you kind of lose all your normal su- support network. You know, and you're trapped at home with the baby, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's a great show. It talks a lot about the humor and the heartbreak in being lovers, spouses, and parents. Um, and as we're on season two right now, and it, there's a lot more drama in it, but it's still very funny. Um, so uh, highly recommended. That's a catastrophe. Amazon Prime. Yeah. I want to say, I just want to point out, you were saying, you know, he does the right thing. I feel like the implied... The I'm going to do it, the quote-unquote right thing. Because now, at least in my opinion, it's <laughs> I don't feel like the right thing ever, doing the right thing in that context uh, works out very well for some people. Okay. So, you know, that's we're going to like quantify it, qualify it like they, that. <laughs> there is a running joke in the show about how all the, all the British and Irish characters feel uh, Rob's character is a Boy Scout. Okay. Uh, and uh, in fact, that's one of the way that ways that Sharon insults him. 
calls him, calls him an American Boy Scout. She goes, why don't you go off to McDonald's? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did you want to talk about, Kate? Um, the only other thing that I have to talk about, really, of what I've been consuming is last night I watched um, Nomadland, which just came out on Hulu, uh, directed by Chloe Zhao, I think. Oh, again, if you, this is the show. If we got that pronunciation wrong, please drink. Or if you don't know, just like I don't know. Please drink. Please drink. Um, don't if you're in your car. Wait till you get home. Exactly. Uh, directed by Chloe Zhao, starring Frances McDormand, who is such a gem. Like, she's... Um, I can't say people forget about her, because obviously she's like... She's had a very long career. I think a successful career. Mm-hmm. But she's one of those actresses that... Uh, to me anyways, it feels like she kind of flies under the radar and she's just doing her thing. And then when you see her in something, you're like, Oh my God, like Francis, I love you. I read something where she said after far, when she saw that, realized that Fargo was going to be big. Yeah. She told her publicist, anytime anyone requests an interview with me, turn them down. Oh, she didn't want the whole celebrity part yeah, to be more important than the acting. That's Cool as shit, and So that's Francis. been all the that way. You are my hero right now. I'm going <laughs> to say it. And so what is Nomadland? Um, Nomadland is about um, this woman who, before the movie starts, she basically loses everything. Her husband dies. She loses her job. She loses her home. Um, and if I remember correctly, it's set shortly after the 2008 um, economic like, crisis. crisis. Um, even though that's not really, that's just like kind of setting you up to where where we are. Excuse me, time wise, because I think actually it's set a few years after that, like 2011, 2012 ish. Um, and so she's living out of her van, and basically the whole movie is about her, um, kind of getting more comfortable, um, being a quote unquote nomad. So like she doesn't have a full-time job. Um, she's like picking up little, you know, seasonal positions. Um, the kind of work that, uh, the kind of work that I think as Americans were told like, Oh, like you don't, you know, don't do that. Um, or like, that's not a job that you want to do. It's not worth it. So like, She's, uh, works seasonally at Amazon. Um, she, at different parts of the movie, she's like kind of traveling around, um, the Southwest. And so she's like cleaning bathrooms at state parks, um, which I, I just, that's right. I wouldn't want to do that job. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the overall theme is her, um, her and the people around her. How do you deal with, um, Maybe people thinking that you are down on your luck, you've lost more, um, like you've lost all of this stuff in your life and you're really struggling, which you might be, um, but at the same time, like you're finding this freedom in not having to work yourself to death for a mortgage and being able to see all the really cool, um, like natural settings in the United States. There's a little bit of a like love interest situation, but it wasn't really important just to the story. Um, so, yeah, I just really liked it. It was so good. Okay, so there's a few things that I've read <laughs> about this movie. First of all, it's based on a 
nonfiction book. I yeah. can't think of the author's name at the moment, but um, the thing I've read is that it sort of presents a romantic version of this. A romanticized that, version of like, yeah, what it that looks it, like, like, like when you the, live in a van. Um, the, the nomad life, gig life like this yeah. is kind of brutal, particularly as you get older. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to disagree. I, I don't think that part was romanticized because there are several scenes where you're like, Ooh, I don't, oh, man. <laughs> but one of the things they did was mm-hmm. the director, he spent time. She. She, excuse me, spent time getting to know real nomads. Yeah. Right. And then they just kind of introduced... Francis McDormand. And so, like, there's a scene where Francis McDormand, I think it's around a campfire, maybe. Yeah. And she talks about losing her husband. Yeah. Right? And there's a guy there, Bob. Yeah. Okay? And uh, he's older, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, so she gives this very emotional thing about losing her her husband. And um, afterwards, they they stopped filming. Bob went and was... was um, Said, you know, it's all going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And Aww. she said, uh, Bob, I, I just got to tell you, my husband is, uh, I can't it's, remember if he's Ethan or Joel Cohn. He, one he goes, of the Cohn brothers. But he's, he's very much alive. Yeah. And uh, I was just acting. And he goes, acting? How, how did you make me believe that? And she goes, that's my job, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he plays a pretty Bob. He plays a pretty big role in the movie. It just was really, I just really liked, um, I just really liked it. It made me cry actually. Like I was, I know I was, I was like, let me do this real quick before I go to bed. So I have something to talk about tomorrow. It's getting a ton of buzz. I think it's has golden globe nominations. Not that anybody is really paying attention to that stuff anymore. Um, I think people still pay attention. But do they? Do yes. they? Yes. I don't know. Because I feel like, because at this point, we already would have had like the Oscars and all that stuff, right? No. This far in the... Yeah, huh? It's Wait, the I end think of the February. Grammys, the Grammys might be... No, the Grammys usually happen. are in like January, right? And then February. And then the Golden Globes. And then I feel like the Oscars are usually like February-ish. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> No, it's kind you're of, wrong. It's kind of. Uh, Maybe we should look it up and see who's right, Dad. Yeah, why don't you go ahead? Okay, and look I'm it up. going to. <laughs> so there. While she's looking that up, um, I'll mention a book I'm currently reading. Uh, this is, um, and I'm going to mangle this name, even though I should know all my years in Sunday school. Um, Ariat, uh, which is the the mountain in the Bible where supposedly Noah's Ark came to rest after the flood, right? So this, it's a book by Christopher Golden. He's a kind of a journeyman um, writer. He's written a bunch of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer novelizations. He's written, Which are actually really good. I used to be super into that. <laughs> and you know, he's written, <laughs> written other horror th- books. And so in, the premise of this one is um, after an earthquake rips open Mount Ariat, if that's how you say it, um, this couple who are reality TV adventure stars discover what appears to be the ark inside the mountain. But wait, what's this mysterious black cube with an ancient inscription Uh and a body that doesn't appear to be human? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Trouble. (laughs) That's what that is. (laughs) You can sort of figure out where it goes from there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, Kate and I plan to... I I found the answer, Dad. I feel like I should ask, what do I win? Because I'm definitely going to win. Uh, 
This says, first things first, the 2021 Oscars will take place April 25th in Los Angeles. Uh, at present, there's no plans, no plans to change the show's LA setting, but the awards are usually held in, wait for it, late February. No, I'm wrong. Or what about early the, March. And the Grammys? So there. Aren't the Grammys? I thought the, the Grammys, Grammys are usually like January because awards season, it's all within like two months. Okay. So it's like Grammys, um, Golden Globes, Emmys, right? I yeah. think. Um, because I pay attention to the red carpet, so I know my shit, Dad. Okay, so did you see this story then, Kate? <laughs> There's a big stink about yeah. um, Emily in Paris, which is on Netflix. Getting, they basically bought those nominations. Yeah, getting a Golden Globe nomination. So explain what happened. Yeah, so so there has been a ton of, I think we can all agree, there's been a ton of really good um, TV that's come out, TV and ser- you know, movies, whatever, um, streaming that have come out since the pandemic started. And so they announced the nominations and Emily in Paris, which is fun. Nice to look at. I wouldn't say, not uh, great TV. Yeah. I wouldn't say like life changing. Emily in Paris got a bunch of nominations and I didn't see it, but I believe that it was amazing. Um, Michaela Cole, who was on chewing gum and who cr- I think she created, Chewing Gum on Netflix. That came out a couple years ago. Um, she had a show called I May Destroy You, I think on HBO Max. That's why I didn't see it, because I don't have HBO. That, like, every single review that I saw was like, this show is amazing. Mm-hmm. She got snubbed. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> um, and so then it came out that, like, the people, the I guess producers were, no, it's like... The, so, the Golden Globes are given by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Okay. Right? And, and so then, members of the association, like, came out and were like, oh, yeah, they, like, flew us to the set, and it was, like, you know, all-inclusive trip, and, they and stayed whining in, and uh, dining. Hotel rooms that were $1,400 a night. Yeah, that's so... That's so awful. Not that we should be surprised, um, but that's like, ugh, not okay with it. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the Holly, the the Golden Globes are, are um, you know, voted on by that that Foreign Press Association, and um, they've made some questionable calls over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, if you look at like the Oscars, those are voted on by working members of. The film um, industry, industry, yeah, yeah. Um, and so are the Emmys. So yeah. it's much more of a peer recognizing you, right? Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy, um, just crazy. Uh, Kate and I ha- do have. We were going to talk about weird stuff, and we're actually <laughs> we're actually almost out, we're of, out time. of time. We both went off on so tangents. We're going to do we're going to do that in the next episode, which we'll we'll tape. In just a few seconds. Um, but anyway, um, Kate, uh, where can people find us? People can find us on basically, well, not basically. There's a lot of social media sites now. Uh, but the big, what, three, four social media yeah. sites. We're on Facebook, Papaholics Podcast. We're on Instagram, Papaholics Podcast. We are on Twitter, which is at Papaholics. And then if you want to shoot us an email, give us some recommendations for any type of pop culture that you are consuming that you think we might like or you want to hear our views on, uh, send us an email at papaholicspodcast at gmail.com. There you go. And um, 
I'll just put it in a, two plugs. Um, one for the Facebook posts, which have um, trivia, quizzes. Um, um, I was putting together one today that had um, something about Catherine O'Hara's birthday. And so I had a fun clip from Schitt's Creek. Wait, Catherine O'Hara, is Catherine O'Hara's birthday today? No, it's not today. It's this coming week. This will be actually after the show. If oh. the show airs. Um, but today you posted one that was, I think, Bernadette Peters. Isn't yes, that right? that's correct. Yeah. And a, a clip from the jerk. So, yeah, there's always a lot of fun stuff on the Facebook posts. And um, if I can remember to do the Twitter ones, there there are Twitter ones too. Um, but then mm-hmm. um, the Popaholics uh, playlist, which is always Popaholics, uh, then the number of the episode, yeah. uh, which would be last week was 26, and then playlist. And then we always have fun music related to what we've talked about. Right. Uh, and you can find those on Spotify. And we usually have a link to them both in our um Popaholics newsletter that we send out and um, also the stuff we post on the Facebook page. Right. And on Instagram. And on Instagram. <laughs> I, on the Instagram, it's mostly just a recap. Hey, here's what we talked about. And if you pay attention to the Instagram stories, it's a link to the Spotify uh, podcast episode and the playlist. So and then any go. other fun stuff that dad finds. So there you go. So um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, for Popaholics, I'm Steve Hall. I'm Kate Hall. Uh, Go out and enjoy pop culture.